0: This is Mr. Gleason. here, we are doing podcast 3.2 on reflections and mirrors. First of all, uh, you got some diagrams there of uh, different forms of reflection. You have a flat mirror, uh, or also known as a plane mirror. And then down at the bottom, you have a convex and a concave mirror. This one here is a convex. This is a concave, please copy these drawings down, rough sketch them. Alright, first and foremost, the most important part of mirrors and reflection is the law of reflection. Which says that the angle of incidence and the angle of reflection are equal to each other. And it's based on angles with a line perpendicular to the surface which is called a normal. Alright, the angle coming in is the angle of incidence and the angle coming out is the angle of reflection. You'll see this on a diagram in a couple slides. Now this law applies to any time we have any kind of reflection. So how does it apply to mirrors? Well first of all mirrors only produce virtual images because the image seems to be in a place where the light that you're seeing does not actually reach since the light is bouncing off of that location or off the mirror. Usually you can't tell the difference between the object and the virtual image because you're seeing the light like you normally would. In other words you look in the mirror it looks like someone normal or someone normally would. Now some things important to know convex images have smaller and closer images. Well a concave mirror has a larger and more distant image. So let's look at some diagrams of mirrors for this. First of all you see a plane mirror and you can see that the angle of incidence and the angle of reflection should equal each other and also note that the normal is the line that you see there as stated before is the line perpendicular to the mirror's surface so that's 90 degrees for the normal and then this angle going from the normal for the incidence should be equal to the angle of reflection. On a curved mirror it would be based on a line tangent so if I was drawing a line over here on this converging mirror and light came in here it would bounce off again that the angles are equal. Now, with a converging mirror, it's concave. You're looking in the direction of the arrow. Any light coming in is going to bounce in generally towards the center, which is why it's called converging, and it all comes to a point at somewhere. In the case of this arrow, it's, or in the case of this mirror, it's probably about at the tip of the arrow. So all the light converges on one place to make a concave mirror which means this is a convex mirror which is diverging which means when light comes in it bounces off out away from the center of the mirror which is why again a convex mirror the images always look smaller because you have light coming in from further away. Alright, you will have some mirror problems and there is a mirror equation which you will see on this slide and the next slide. Uh, these are some definitions for you to write down that tell you about the parts of the mirror equation. It's very simple that you have 1 over the focal length of that mirror is equal to 1 over the object distance which is the actual object's location plus 1 over the image distance which is where the image appears to be Alright, you can, the object distance is always positive Okay, the image distance could be negative Alright, if it's positive If it ends up positive, that would mean it is on the same side of the mirror If it is negative, it would be on the opposite side of the mirror So you have the mirror equation there, again, written in word and formula form. I'll let you copy that. Alright, let's look at each of these two types of mirrors real quick, just so we know what we're looking at. Again, a concave or converging mirror is a mirror where all the light rays seem to come together at a point, And that point, again, would be your focal point converging mirrors have real inverted images in front of the mirror so in other words both DO and DI are positive all right notice in figure B the images at the focal point which is right there the image is at the focal point there is no image formed you need to know that if the image object distance and the focal point are the same, then there is no image. Di would equal to zero. Alright, now in the case of figure C, you see an object where the distance of the object is less than the focal length. Alright, you have a virtual upright enlarged image that is behind the mirror, which means that Di is negative negative. DO is always positive, alright. In a diverging or convex mirror it's always one specific way. Always virtual, upright, smaller, and behind the mirror. Again since it's behind the mirror DI is negative and as always DO is positive. Alright, let's look at some examples. Here you have a reflection of a cat in a window which acts like a mirror at night. If the image makes an angle of 40 degrees with the normal, at what angle does he see? Him reflected well. Looking in at 40 degrees, remember it's 40 degrees t- from the normal. Then it's got to come back out at 40 degrees. Law of Reflection tells us this. Now, Wendy the Witch is looking at a crystal ball. Now we have a curved surface sitting on a table. Alright, it's so shiny she can see her reflection when she gazes into the ball from a distance of 15 centimeters. All right. That's where she is, that makes it our object distance. A is asking for the focal length if she can see her reflection 4 centimeters behind the surface. That gives us our image distance. Now in this case it is behind, so it is negative 4 centimeters. I can put that into the equation. All you have to do is a little bit of math out of this. You could do common denominators or you can plug it into your calculator. Either way, you should get that the focal length is equal to negative 5.5 centimeters. I suggest that you put this uh, problem into your calculator and that you solve it out to make sure you are entering fractions properly and calculating fractions properly. Make sure that you get the same focal length that I do. If you do not, make sure that you are adding fractions properly and then make sure you address the 1 over the focal length by taking 1 over whatever answer you get for 1 over 15 plus 1 over negative 4. I only have one more example for you. see a dog looking into a water bowl and um, we need to find the focal length in this case. Well, we have his face is 6.0 centimeters his face is an object, and he's seeing his reflection at 12 centimeters. Now here's a clue for you, it says behind the bowl, that must be a negative, focal length, or I'm sorry, negative image distance. We are looking for the focal length, so I plug him into the equation. and uh, all you have to do is find, solve this out, I should get that the focal length is equal to 12 centimeters. Again, try the math, make sure you're doing it properly. Now that's question A. Question B is, what's surprising about this reflection? Well, since this is a uh, concave mirror and the object distance is less than the image distance, what we just talked about is that the image was virtual, upright, enlarged, and behind the mirror. Well, if you were looking into a water bowl and saw another dog that was much larger than you, then you'd probably be surprised as well. So that's what we're looking for, uh, that his image. Is probably very large, at least larger than life. All right, that's the end of the reflection and mirrors. Remember all we had was the one equation and then we had uh, the law of reflection. All you have to do is make sure everything fits in those and you're good on that.